welcome back to Cinema Megan Theaters, week 10, double digits, finally. Uh, I'm Megan. Uh, we just watched. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you just. Okay, never mind. All right, uh, we just watched The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, which was directed by Jacques Demi and was released in 1964. Um, it is a French New Wave film, which I would like to touch on that a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, but just going over some details from 1964. So it was released then. It was also nominated for some Academy Awards, such as the Best Foreign Film, Best Song, and Best Screenplay. Um, going into that idea of the French New Wave cinema movement, um, Demi was part of the Left Bank movement, specifically within the French New Wave, which basically, like... Um, his films, in addition to other directors who kind of like fell into this category, uh, they strayed away from traditional art methods and used experimental filmmaking and kind of veered towards the political left. Not that I don't really think the Umbrellas of Cherbourg kind of fall into like a political <laughs> sense. If you guys have uh, different takeaways from that, though, I'd love to hear from that. Um, yeah. I like to consider this movie as the most unromantic, romantic movie out there. Um, it's definitely a melodrama, and it kind of seems... I'm, I'm curious, too, because I've... When I would go to uh, the senior living place last year and would screen films, I, I did screen this movie, and they thoroughly enjoyed it. And I brought up the point where it kind of seems like for this young couple, like everything that could possibly go wrong goes wrong for them, which they disagreed on this, which maybe it's just like I'm closer in age with the characters of the movie than they were. So I feel like watching this movie, I'm like, damn, like everything that went wrong went wrong within their romantic relationship. And it has all these problems and although they try to solve them, the movie ends without really getting down to, like, the root, necessarily. Like, um, I was watching a New York Times uh, video essay on this, and uh, the film critic who was talking about this movie stated how everyone in this movie tries to do their best, but it ends up being pretty unromantic. Um, so... I was just curious what you guys thought of like the themes of I guess like the melodrama within this movie and if you think that like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong with this couple. Huh. It was a weird movie in terms of romance. Mm -hmm. Not even just the two the guy who went to war and uh Genevieve is her name, right? Uh yeah, there's Guy and Genevieve. Guy and Genevieve. But even like the uh the guy she ends up marrying, because her mother like really liked him. And then he like he, out of nowhere he was like, I want to marry your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh and uh Oh wait, really quick. Um I forgot to mention this movie, The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, um, is part of a quote unquote romantic trilogy. Um three films that were directed oh. by Jacques Demi. Um, Roland is the character who ends up marrying Genevieve. And he mentions this 
lady, Lola, that you fell in love with. Lola is the first movie. I've actually seen that one. Pretty good. Um, and introduces that character of Roland and, you know, his, his troubled past with romance. Then you have the Umbrellas of Cherbourg and uh, the next movie, which came out in 1967, uh, was The Young Girls of Rochefort. I have not seen that movie yet, though. So I do want to get to it, though, because I, I really enjoy Jacques Demi's films, <laughs> especially, like, how they can be very melodramatic romantically. Um, what were you saying, Brandon? No, that was kind of... It was just kind of weird, some of the romance stuff. Mm-hmm. Genevieve is an asshole, though. I, like, and, wait, a what? <laughs> he's a little bit of an asshole. Like, I remember, it was wanna, a part where... You want to expand was, on that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because, yeah. like, oh, I think she was talking to her mom where she was like, he's just been so distant lately, but he's, like, fighting in the whole, in like, a whole war. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't understand, like, some of her, like emotions towards like after he went to the war like I, I i don't i don't know what she expected from him I like agree. it's not yeah i feel i feel yeah, like her expectations was, were way too high mm-hmm. i was like are you only thinking of yourself like he's literally like fighting a war like he's not just like on vacation somewhere mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of like where i like um I guess from like my point of view, like where it's like everything wrong that could possibly go go wrong happens. Like for instance, like he gets sent off to war, um, they have sex for the first time, and she gets pregnant, and then he's distant, but like not on purpose, and then she's taking it too personally, um, and then there's pressure from the mom, and it's a lot. <laughs> like, and she's seventeen. Um, or the character is 17 in this movie. Uh, I really enjoyed the musical aspect of this movie. I know it's a stretch for some. It definitely reminds me of Les Miserables uh, that came out a few years ago and definitely can be compared to an opera. Um, How did you guys, uh, I guess, what was your experience like with the musical score and singing throughout an hour and a half i literally can't believe they really sang the entire way through of that movie wait was this your first time seeing it yeah it's been on my (laughs) (laughs) no it's like so weird because i'm not i don't like musicals because i don't like sing like the constant start and stopping of singing Mm -hmm. i just gave this movie like four stars on letterboxd because I admire that they really committed to, like, the theme of music. Mm-hmm. On Letterboxd, how many stars does it go up to? Five. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I think also, too, like, I, I mean, this is probably, like, my fifth time watching this movie, but I noticed more where, like, the song will end or it will, like, roll into, like, another song. Because, like, <laughs> earlier this week I went on Spotify and I was like, let me see if they even have the soundtrack. And they do have the soundtrack. And it's like 20 different songs. And I'm like, is it really? T- like, it's probably even more. I'm, I'm just making up a number. But like actually paying attention, like specifically to the musical score and the songs throughout this movie this time. Uh, yeah, it was pretty great. <laughs> they were able to transition through scenes and like this, 
in my opinion, the score is a little shaky in the beginning. Like, not necessarily... Yeah, both the singing and the score um, is, like... I don't want to say, like, nails on a chalkboard, but some lines, I'm like, mm, that could have been done better. But when it gets to, like, where they're going to go see Carmine um, at the opera, like, that's when it just picks up, and then there's the I Will Wait For You song that's iconic. My grandma uh, listens to just the score of this song, of, of this movie, and when I pointed it out, she was like, there's a movie with this, like, with this music in it? <laughs> and so, eventually, I'll have to show her this. Um, but yeah, so do you guys think that, like, the film benefited from the continuous singing? Um, well, since, like, I obviously don't know French, mm -hmm. um, for me, like, I was just, like, reading the thing the whole time, so I didn't, like, even in my head feel like, like, they were singing it. Like, in my head, I was like, okay, they're just talking, and there's just mm -hmm. music in the background the whole time. So, like, it didn't, like, I kept reminding myself, I'm like, they're actually singing in another language, even though for me, it didn't, like, yeah. hit. So, I don't know, it didn't really make a difference for me, but obviously, if, like, I knew French, it would be different. That's true. Yeah, I keep, I, like, I keep trying I'm to... I'm never a fan of singing the entire movie. But did, do you think this movie worked with it? Uh... I feel like I couldn't experience it, like, because I didn't know French. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like, if, like, if I was, like... French speak like French understanding this would be like mind-blowing like there is like just singing mm -hmm. because the words like because the words don't translate the same in English you're not like getting like the same rhythm when you're reading the subtitles mm -hmm. I uh, love that you brought up Les Mis though because I literally just rewatched that like mm -hmm. this weekend and um I the first few times I watched Les Mis like, I don't like movies that are, like, all singing constantly. Like, even just when they're having conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first, like, maybe two times I watched Les Mis, it really bothered me in the past. And then, like, this time, like, I enjoyed it so much more. I don't know why. But, like, I really, like, appreciated the, like, musical part of it. Yeah, I think this film stands out to me. Like as I've said, like, with cinematic theaters or just, like, watching movies in general, um, I try to, like, think about, like, how can this movie... Like, how does this... How does one particular movie stand out from the rest of them? And just to kind of, like, diverge into this conversation, too, um, the color scheme, I... I know it's wallpaper, but I would easily redecorate my room <laughs> with the wallpaper that they used in this movie. Um, and... Yeah, because it, it's very rare, at least the films I've seen. Um, till it, yeah, in this sense, like, um, I'm going to use that word, auteur. Um, and I don't know if Jess and Vernon, if you guys, if any of our classes at Purchase uh, talked about auteurship or being an auteur. But Cassie, it's basically just... Um, I'm trying to like think of the correct words like a filmmaker with a specific style so like you can easily watch a movie and be like oh that's that guy or that lady um for instance like a Wes Anderson movie where it's like all symmetrical 
and just with the melodrama, uh, the romance, the musical score, and the color scheme, it definitely screams not only French New Wave, but uh, Jacques Demi. Uh, and then just to touch on Lola too, there are some musical aspects of Lola. Um, I believe, yeah, because she's a burlesque dancer uh, in, in that movie, in the first one of the quote-unquote romantic trilogy. But yeah, any comments on the color scheme? If you guys, like, I was gonna like say the word satisfying, but like, or does it seem like too unrealistic? Because I think it does, but I think it also works for the world that uh, Demi brought, like, created with this movie. Um, I'm a big fan of color. Mm -hmm. Like, I love color in movies. Like, one of my favorite films is literally, well, actually, all of my favorite films are usually by Sofia Coppola. I am mm -hmm. Marie Antoinette's bitch, like, basically that. <laughs> but you saying that you like the wallpaper in this movie, like, I was literally thinking to myself, wow. The wallpaper in um in like the Jen in Je Miss Jenny's yeah um, the pink and green was so atrociously ugly it really like pained me really see like I that was the <laughs> wallpaper I really liked <laughs> the color just like clashed so mm -hmm. severely to me. I also, I enjoyed how the outfits a lot of the times matched the rooms um, with yeah. uh, the wallpaper in Genevieve's room and like there's a dress that Genevieve wears where it's, it's literally the same pattern. Um, and then oh, yeah. I'm oh, thinking yeah. uh, when Madeline is wearing orange at the cafe, uh, she kind of blends in with that with like the pink polka dots standing out. I'm trying to think of like... No, the costumes yeah. are so nice in this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, the coats are so beautiful. Yeah. I just, like, I don't know. I'm also a huge fan of the 60s fashion. <laughs> like, it's, I would love to know if there's, like a, like, a museum, like, you know, kind of like a Planet Hollywood where it just has, like, these costumes somewhere where you go see them. Because they're, because they're also, like, like, they're supposed to, in the, okay. I know it takes place in the real world, but like just based on like the color scheme and like the musical um, aspect of this movie, like part of me is like, this is a little bit made up. Like this is somebody's made up world. Um, and I totally just lost my train of thought. Uh, I totally just lost my train of thought. I'll get back to that about, yeah, it's, I need to write that down. Um, where it's very, yeah, basically my point. It's very obvious that this was the director's choice to make it his own world. Or how he portrayed the story into reality. Mm -hmm. And I love and respect him for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and then kind of just like a final note I have to talk about and then there's obviously we could keep talking um it's really cool to see how some of these aspects of like the umbrellas of Cherbourg have carried over to like other films uh most notably um 
you guys have seen this little movie. Uh, it's not well known, but it's called La La Land. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, after, see, okay, I saw La La Land four times in theaters, um, freshman year of college. <laughs> and that, yeah, yeah, you could judge me. It's okay. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> then, so that was like the first semester of college. The second semester of college was when I saw this movie for the first time. I was like, oh, I was like, there are a lot of similarities with this movie. Like, there's uh, music, the color scheme, and even the ending. Um, not that I want to spoil La La Land if, if no one's seen it yet, because uh, I just don't like spoiling movies. But I, I just kind of like those little, like, if you want to call them Easter eggs, or just, like, allusion, yeah, allusions to previous films that La La Land um took inspiration from I guess and then um like we were talking before too um just like again going back to the music with like Les Miserables um I'm curious I'm curious now like I guess I'll have to go and learn fluent French to see if it'd be like the same experiences like me watching Les Miserables where they like sing the entire thing and then I'll like watch the Umbrellas of Cherbourg after I learn French and see if I get if it like hits differently but yeah that's kind of I'm do you guys can you guys think of like other movies that might like be similar whether or not that's like singing throughout or like just the color blocking or the ending other than La La Land? Um, I can't speak to singing because mm -hmm. I haven't seen La La Land or Les Mis. Mm -hmm. um, but as for color, so one of my favorite movies is The Love Witch, which is also from like 2016, Anna Biller. And there's like a lot of like color blocking. Like the first like it's like hard to explain, but like, um, <laughs> there's just like a lot of color. Like the outfits are like very like bright for like mm -hmm. the kind of like tone of like the movie and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I also I was gonna mention too, where like this kind of seems like an artsier version of a Wes Anderson movie. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> like, I, I feel like this the Umbrellas of Cherbourg. I feel like it's more, maybe this is just the melodrama uh, talking, but it's just like so, yeah, it definitely is the melodrama talking, because I was like, I, I definitely feel something when I watch this movie. Like, I, the ending always gets me, like always gets me. I love this ending. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I also love when he's like, I think it's time that you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that's my favorite line. Um, but yeah, so, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I was actually surprised by the ending. Hmm? I was actually really surprised by the ending, because I was like, wait, that's it? Yeah, because it, it's, yeah, I, I think it's, it could be, I know, like, the universe, or, like, like, the world it's in, where it's, like, everyone's singing, the colors are, like, always perfect, and, um, isn't necessarily like realistic but I think the story can be 
realistic and to some extent like not everyone's gonna have like the same <laughs> thing but where it's just like a miscommunication or like someone gets a little too antsy um or you know something comes up and you have to like leave a relationship for a little while and like it's kind of up in the air for that other person to kind of see what happens <laughs> um but yeah, so I, I really enjoyed it because I think it, like, hit the truth a bit, which is how some romantic relationships can end up. Yeah, and I like that. I was just really surprised because most films don't do, like, the realistic ending where yeah. it just, like, sometimes things just drop off. Yeah, and, like, even when the two of, you know, uh, Guy and Genevieve didn't end up with each other, they still ended up with somebody and like individual families. Um, so it's kind of, I, I take away like the message of like, life does go on. Um, it can hurt, but it always gets better in the end. Cause you know, although it's not like the perfect situation that they thought it would be um, when they were both like 17 and 20, um, it's not a bad situation that they're in. Oh my God, do you think Madeline knows why um... Guy, like, Guy wanted to name, like, their child, like, Francois. <laughs> I don't know. I also like that, too, where they both named their children uh, Francois. Or Fran Fran Francois? Francois? Yeah. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, even that, like, it's little stuff like that where it's, like, the person, if you truly love somebody, or if you, if you love somebody, um, most of the time, they're kind of, like, just there like you know what I mean like not that like you're forever in love with them but like they're they're part of you but that doesn't mean they have to be all of you and like all of your history and all of your future um and I think that movie like depicts that point nicely <laughs> in the end I just kept thinking at the end like imagine if like in the future he meets his daughter and like <laughs> No, but just imagine this. Yeah. Now the two, both of his kids, they're half siblings, right? Yeah. Isn't that what? Oh, I thought you were talking imagine about the they son meet... at first. Like the son meets the daughter. <laughs> no. Okay. That I was going to sound like that's Yeah, that's why I laughed. <laughs> no, but imagine like as half siblings, like they have the same name and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. That would just be so, so strange. I just kept thinking that at the end. I was like, oh my God, they have the same name. And they're like half siblings. <laughs> Like, I need to know what happens. <laughs> we'll have to watch. I don't know um, what the third film. I feel like they won't meet each other, but I just kept thinking that in my head. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they will either, but... Um... <laughs> no, I think that's going to be like an SVU episode an instead SVU of like a... SVU episode. <laughs> 50 or 7... Wait, yeah. 50... No, 60 years in the future. I like went from 50 to 70. I'm like, wait, what's in between those 60? Um, but yeah, so those are kind of all the points that I wrote down to discuss. Uh, any other further comments, theories? Did you guys like the movie? I know that's like a very odd question to ask. <laughs> like. Yeah, I, I, I thought... Oh, you go. No, please, go ahead. 
I was just gonna say I, I I liked it. I like how like all the movies that we watch every Sunday mm-hmm. are like very different than anything I would ever watch. Like I normally don't watch movies that are like in another language. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I don't know. I just I I did think it was a cool experience, and like me realizing that like the whole thing, like how it was in another language yet they were singing. Like and for me reading the subtitles, mm-hmm. I don't have like the same experience. It just makes me think of, like, opposite. Like, when someone else watches, like, their main language is in English. Mm-hmm. And they watch, like, a movie that I watch. And it's, like, interesting to think about how, like, it just hits people differently. You know? Depending on, like, if it's your main language. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, well, I, um, I liked it. Because this movie's been on my watch list for like 56 years or something. <laughs> I don't know how I graduated from like with a, from like a film but without having seen it, but here we are. We, we made it, you know? <laughs> your, your bachelor's degree is in the mail. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes. I, oh, oh, you go, you go. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't... Once I realized you can be it was honest. gonna be all, I am. No, I am. I definitely am. <laughs> but once I realized it was gonna be singing the whole way through, I expected to hate it. I expected to hate it with my entire soul. I didn't hate it with my entire soul. I still didn't necessarily like it, but it wasn't a it wasn't a bad experience. I wouldn't say. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't hate it with your total soul, but. I'm so curious if there'll ever be a movie that I pick where somebody like really hates it. I'll have to keep the bad movies in mind. But but yeah, I think that's it for this week. Thank you guys so much for joining. Um, I look forward to meeting up again next week. I, I really do look forward to these weekly meetings. Um, it's, it's nice to talk about movies. <laughs> um, obviously, I, I kind of devote my life to it at this point. But yeah, thank you again for coming. And I'm really happy that everyone was able to have a good experience with this. Um, Yeah, see you next week.